0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here in the studio from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Today we have another amazing guest, Richie Garfield. And I know we have a lot of people who are on the show who are authors, who are working with ministries and different projects. But today, Richie is working with a project called Yeshua, the Movement. And this is so cool. They're making a movie about the Gospels, about the four Gospels. And I'm really excited to hear from Richie today. First off, thank you for being here. How are you?
2: Oh, doing doing great. Doing great, brother. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Absolutely. Where are you calling from today, Richie?
2: Uh, I'm calling from the Bronx, New York.
1: Okay. And today is the 4th of July. How are you going to celebrate?
2: Oh, it's family time, man. You know, this is just the time to just go by my brother's house. He has the grill up. So hopefully the weather allows us to be out there and just enjoy the day.
1: Mm. I've been in Brazil for two years today. And so I missed a couple of those 4th of July. But man, (laughs) I miss it. I miss that. The grill. I miss the fireworks. I miss the whole excitement of it. So enjoy that for me, Richie, please. Oh, oh,
2: definitely. Definitely. I'll keep you in mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: And so, Richie, before we get started into the movie itself, can you share a little bit about yourself? Can you take the next five to 10 minutes and just tell us about your Christian testimony?
2: Sure, definitely. Well, it really started with you know me and my buddy, Frank Sanderson, who's out on the call. But we both experienced a supernatural event in the 13th of 1999, where you know, just coming out of high school, we had this experience where we felt connected to the creator of the universe. He didn't have a name, we didn't know who he was. We just knew that there was something bigger than us. And it was from that experience, you know, we would like have these insights about, you know, reality and life where we would just see things like we would see God in math, we would see God in science, we would see God in everything. But, you know, eventually like, you know, from that experience, you know, we eventually got back into the world into things of the world things of the flesh so even though that experience happened it was always in our memory i started to just kind of like die and fade in the fade away so i remember my uh a family member who lives in florida he invited me to a church conference that was taking place in virginia so he sent a letter to my house i remember getting the letter opening it looking at it and i immediately i threw it right away in the garbage
3: Mm-hmm. So I
2: remember this, you know, one day I was sitting in my room and, you know, I just go through things in life, you know, you don't have to get into all the details of that because we all go through our things. And I was just sitting mm-hmm. there and I was like, you know, asking God, you know, like, what was that experience for? Like, what was the purpose of, you know, that whole December 13th experience? And I was sitting there and I'm looking in the garbage and I seen the letter just sticking up out the garbage. So I was like, oh, well, I might as well go, you know, what, what, what was there to lose mm-hmm. So I end up going down there. You know virginia from new york we uh drove down there i remember my, this is probably my first experience uh with christians outside of the catholic experience because you know i grew up going to catholic school my father sent me there because he didn't want us to go to our uh, public school and i remember like as soon as i got to the conference it was like just the friendliness everybody was kind of weird to me i was like wow i never seen so many people so friendly but what mm-hmm. threw me off though is what they said about jesus It was like you know Jesus is God, and that was weird to me because to me Jesus was just like a a man, or a man Mm -hmm. that knew the uh, way to God. So that was the biggest turn off for me. And I remember it was like a three day conference, and the whole three days I was fighting against them, like oh no, man, you cannot convince me, cannot convince me. So I remember the last day of the of the conference, we was in church. And it was, it was during a worship, uh, a worship uh, ceremony. And I'm just looking at everybody like, wow, these people are really into this, you know, this this Jesus uh, figure. Mm-hmm. I've seen them worshiping, their eyes are closed. And I'm looking at everybody and I'm like, so I basically connected to my experience I had in December 13th. I was like, okay, God, like, what is this? Is this something that you want me to like do Is something that, you know, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand how these people brainwashed. Hmm. And I remember in that moment, I, like, looked up, and it was as if, like, the ceiling just kind of, like, spread open. Now, like, it didn't spread open, obviously, but that's why I felt like there was something, like, big above me that's happening. And immediately, I got pushed upon my knees, and there was, like, a voice that says, you know, worship me. And I remember that I'm just on the floor kneeling there. I'm like, wow, this just really happened to me. Like, you know, something just pushed me my knees. So I remember, like, you know, they were closing up the doors and everything. And, you know, they were really into baptism, you know, this, this church. And I remember they were locking up the doors, and I came to the pastor. I was like, you know, is it time for a baptism? And he was like, man, it's always time for a baptism. So they opened back up the doors, and I got baptized right then and there.
1: Wow. And how old were you again?
2: I was probably at that time of 1920. Okay. At the time. Yeah. That was 2000, it was in the year 2000. Yeah. It was, like, in the June of 2000. So I remember like, you know, driving back up with a couple that was from New York as well. And I was sitting in the car, you know, after I got baptized and I'm looking out the window and all of a sudden I got convicted of my sins. Like, wow, I gotta stop really doing this. Mm-hmm. And it was from then on, oh, man, my love for Christ has been, you know, growing and growing and growing. And, you know, just to keep my testimony relevant to what we're doing today, like, you know, I remember back in 2019, I mean, 2009, about three years after I got married, I walked away from the faith. Mm -hmm. I remember what happened was that there were, like, two Christian leaders that I looked up to that they got caught into some scandals. And, you know, I I would say this, like, you know, a lot of times we have a lot of leaders out here, they get caught up in stuff, and a lot of people walk away. Mm -hmm. What I learned from that experience is that, you know, our faith should be in Christ alone, you know, regardless of what our leaders or the people who we look up to do. But my reason for walking away wasn't just the leaders. I was also struggling with sin at that time, too. So that was just like, you know, just away from like, oh, man, if these guys are doing it and you know, they're yeah. making money in God, I might as well just, you know, go do me.
1: Mm. Isn't it crazy how we, we kind of use times like that as excuses? Like, oh, well, if you're yeah. doing it, I'm going to go, you know? But it's like, no, you have sin in your life, too, man. What are you doing? I've had that moment <laughs> in my life as well. So I definitely get it.
0: You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors.
1: Fallen scales a seven-day journey into seeing yourself and others through the eyes of God's heart. Jesus said to his disciples, follow me. He did not say, deal with your sin and then follow me. Through Dale R. Witherington's newest release book, Fallen Scales, we have the opportunity to follow Jesus a little closer over the next seven days and allow Him to open your eyes to His incredible power of redemption. Find your copy of Fallen Scales by Dale R. Witherington on Amazon today. We are living in a time and a culture in which prayer is common yet possibly misdirected and misunderstood. On the very heart of Jesus, while teaching the disciples to pray, he addressed the approach to God and the manner in which we should pray. This book will counter the culture of our present outlook to prayer. It will promote a deeper fellowship and strengthen your relationship with God and man. Look for the book, In This Manner, Gleanings from the Lord's Prayer, by Kirshen Reagan and Ricardo Surabramani. I've had that moment in my life as well, so... I definitely get it.
2: thing about it, what I realized with me, I was like, I think like every Christian kind of backslides. But the thing with me is that I never grew up in a church. So me going back to myself was going back to me before church.
3: So
2: I just ended up, you know, I didn't really have nothing against God or nothing like that. It's just that, you know, I just wanted to do me. So I've been away from God for about like seven years or so. And it wasn't until 2016 where i started to get my convictions again but i was in bondage to a sinful situation and i was mad i was wanted a way i wanted a way out i remember that it was one day it was one morning I went on my knees and i just surrendered to god and his holy spirit just came back and accepted me back to his family you know, mean tears were pouring from my eyes i'm like god how can you accept me back after i walked away from you mm-hmm. and i remember prior to that too i started to have like a something against Christians, and to a point where I probably felt that I could have became an atheist, you know? And I remember when I was praying in that moment, the Holy Spirit, like, you know, the word that came to me was like, sin no more, or something worse will happen to you. And I will say this, since 2006, 2016, I never went back to porn ever again. And it was like, you know, some people say, okay, you know, your addiction to porn or whatever is like a process. It was the power of God, the forgiveness of sin, that gives us the power to overcome sin. There was nothing in myself that allowed me to overcome that. And, you know, and I took his word seriously, too, man. I was like, I never wanted to lose that connection with God again. So I knew that, like, you know, the sexual sin in my life was the thing that kept me away from God. And, you know, say five years later now, here I am, you know, here making a movie about Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's. thank you for bringing it all together back with that. And thank you for sharing your story with our listeners today. I know that there's people out there who can relate to that story and who have experienced similar hurts from church leaders who have Mm experienced other things in their life that they need to cut out to get closer to God. So thank you for sharing that.
2: No problem, brother.
1: And so can you just tell our listeners
2: this Yeshua movement, what is it? Yeshua, the movement. So before we talk about the movement, you got to talk about the movie that inspired the movement. Okay. So I remember back in, like you said, you know, go back to me and my my buddy Frank, you know, one of the movies that influenced us back in 1999 was The Matrix. And, you know, we was like, man, this is like a movie that's like kind of talking about, like, you know, God, you know, the basically we're in a world where we're born into and then the reality, reality of God comes to us and like we're open to a whole new reality. And <clears throat> we always wanted to see like, uh, even after I got, after I got baptized and everything and we got, you know, more into like the Christian side of the faith, we always wanted to see Jesus represented in a way Hollywood represents other characters. Um, one of the biggest movies that influenced me was in 2004. Uh, it's called The Gospel of John. So directed by Philip Seville, who, you know, passed in 2016 what this movie did was that it took the gospel of John and it took it word for word. So basically when you're seeing Jesus speak in this movie, he's speaking the words from his gospels. And I remember at that time too, around 2004, like I was kind of like away from God too, in a sense. Man, this movie brought me back to God so close. Like, because seeing Jesus speak, there were parts where I was like, okay, you know, it's out of that, jesus is crazy or he is who he say he is and if you go the latter route you know you get the power of god so just like you know just to see him speak his words and it it was able to like you know bring me back to you know closer to him i'm like man if people were able to see this themselves in a way that's relatable you know imagine the power that will come upon them so that was you know, fast forward back to now, to, to uh, 2016, 17. Me, and my buddy started to bring up that idea again. Like, you know, what it's like. You, know, we were able to make a CGI movie. You know, of you know, taking all four gospels to combine them into one narrative, and just make a you know movie trilogy from that. So that's where the idea came from to you know make the movie, but to execute it was a different thing. You know, we weren't directors, we weren't filmmakers. You know, by profession, I'm an engineer. My buddy mm-hmm. he's a real he was into real estate and, and to other business um ventures entrepreneurship so you know we was like, okay what if we did it like how they made the king james bible where they had a committee of about uh 47 scholars come together and he, you know they you know worked together this awesome translation of the bible so we was like let's go that route you know mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that was not reality because people are so busy these days. So I remember, like, Frank had a friend that we was talking to them, the whole concept of the project. And he was like, you know, why don't you guys just do it? I said, you know, why not? So the first thing I did was I, I got a study Bible, a John MacArthur study Bible. And in there, it has, like, the harmony of the Gospels, where it has all the scriptures lined up in the order that, mm-hmm. you know, he, I think, he sees fit, how, you know, how they progressed through the Gospels. I ended up just basically going to BibleGateway.com, looking at the scriptures, and just copy and pasting, copy and pasting, copy and pasting, which was like a six month process.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: After, we did, after I did that, I just read the combined gospels. And man, that was like, that experience right there was probably the best experience of my relationship with God to see the combined gospels play out in front of me. And as I'm reading through the combined gospels, I'm seeing these themes play out. I was like, man, now we got to basically find someone that, that could do script writing. Mm-hmm. So we ended up like, contacting John Goldsmith, who did the screenplay for Gospel of John. So we ended up contacting him, talking about the project, but we didn't have a script. So when his agent asked us if we had a script, we said, you know, we had nothing available. So he said, you know, he's not interested. We ended up contacting John McArthur Ministries to see if, you know, if they were interested in, you know, helping us with the project. And, you know, it was like, you know, they're not interested at the moment and stuff like that. So I ended up, you know, I said, you know what? Let me try writing the script together, you know? Let me put the, put together the script. So I ended up basically looking at the combined Gospels, and it basically what I did was just write. I just wrote what I saw play out as I'm reading it. Ended up basically making three movie scripts. And, of course, wow. you know, we hired, like, a, a screen editor to help us with, the, you know, the word in, and we got a screenplay software that basically this software called Fade-In, and that idea made it, you know that was like a big help like it helped us to categorize the characters uh, you know the uh transition to sex all that stuff and yeah so we got three movie scripts so then it was like okay we got three movie scripts now let's tell the public hey man we got these three movie scripts you want to basically write you know make this movie about you know uh the combined gospels of yeshua and you know of course we call it yeshua because you know we kind of wanted to go organic with the uh with the language Built in mm-hmm. English, but kind of had the characters use their Aramaic uh, transliterations of their names to kind of be like authentic feel to that century.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we was like, okay, well, how are we gonna do this now? How are we gonna convince people? And you know, people weren't convinced, obviously, because people are busy these days. So you know, we had some money saved up, you know, you in, know, in, in the bank accounts. So we was like, okay, what if we make a teaser trailer? You know, from a scene in our script. Which is basically the teaser trailer you see today. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we went out, we was you know researching you know CGI artists out there. We ended up finding this uh, this uh, solo artist, you know Cloud Band Studios, and basically it took him about three to four years because you know it's was a one-man studio, and of course, mm-hmm. he probably had like other people that he helped that helped him along the way. but it took us three to four years to get this trailer out. And now we have the trailer now. So it's like, okay, we have the trailer now. How do we plan to fund it? And this is where Yeshua, the movement, comes along. You know, I remember seeing this video about covetness, about like how if the world was to cut their weapon budget by 1%, we will be able to eliminate poverty across the board. And I was like, wow, just, you know, 1% of the weapon budget. So now when it comes to like, you know, the body of Christ, like, you know, here's another project that's going to cost millions of dollars to make. What are we doing for the poor? You know, like mm-hmm. we have all this money coming to make a movie and, and that's where God inspired us to basically to fund this movie with his body and to provide relief for his lost sheep in the process. So we came up with a way to basically say, all right, we have the subscription plan we made now, $7 per month. So we said, you know, let's, Do something where we're not going to be a burden upon people. Let's say like, okay, if we we could get a hundred thousand people or a hundred thousand subscriptions at seven dollars a month, we could definitely make this movie happen. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we go on the subscription route is because that with subscriptions, you're able to forecast what you're able to do for the next month. If you know you had a hundred subscribers, you know you're you're able to do a hundred subscribers worth of work. If you have a hundred thousand subscribers, you know what we're able to do every month. So we mm-hmm. said to us, all right, okay, let's level set our budget for the film. Once you find out how much it's going to cost us a month to make the film, to make the movie, the excess money that we're going to have, what are we going to do with that? Are we just going to keep it for ourselves? Said, no, we got to start basically, you know, we're not doing something, we're not reintroducing the gospel to the world. Like, God, you know, Christ died mm-hmm. on the cross nearly 2,000 years ago. We should be doing the works of the cross now. So we said, okay, the excess money that's left over, we will take this money and to basically give it to nonprofits that specialize you know, in giving to the poor, the orphans, mm-hmm. the traffic, the persecuted, the sick, and the disenfranchised. And also that too, like every $7 subscription that we have, like $1 is immediately going to this organization called Food for the Poor. So, you know, the movement is basically, you know, we're making this movie of the combined gospels, but we also want to do the work of the cross as well. And so, you know, we're not directly getting involved with the nonprofits. Like the nonprofits already exist out there. We're just giving them money. Yeah. Our main focus is the focus of this on making the film.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. I want to ask a question for you. You were saying yeah. that, so you're making this trilogy on the combined gospels and you want it to be big, biblically accurate without any contradictions. What's the biggest yeah. challenge in staying true to the scriptures throughout the film and the writing of the scripts?
2: Yes. Yeah. So, you know, God gave us four Gospels, obviously, and this is the way he, he's presented, you know, his, his truth to us. So the first thing is that you want to still stay true to the Gospels themselves. So I'll give you an example, like um, in the Gospel of John, John 1.29, it says the next day. If it says the next day, that means we cannot jump to another Gospel. We got to mm. stay within the Gospel of John, you know. And one of the biggest challenges too like you know in the gospel of john that you know jesus meets peter before he even meets peter in the synoptic gospels like we have him meeting peter on the boat but here in john we have him meeting peter like by introduction from his brother andrew so the challenge is basically how do we um kind of resolve that supposed contradiction but we notice in the, in the Synoptic gospel, they never said that, okay, this is the first time he met Peter. So basically, we came up with a creative, like, uh, you know, as you follow the trail of Christ through, you know, through the gospels, like, you know, when he went from Judea to Samaria, and then he went to Nazareth, you know, it's basically find out what happened between, you know, his interaction with Peter and then his next meeting with Peter at the boat. So that's something that, you know, audience who's seen the movie, how that plays out. You know, do we say that that's what really happened? Of course, you know, there's going to be creative ways to, like, you know, kind of resolve things. But what we are doing with this movie is that the dialogues of Christ, we're not touching or we're not adding nothing to what he says. So in a sense, like you see with most movies that they kind of, like, build Jesus around the movie, meaning that they'll break him up. And because they want to stick to their narrative of their of their film projects. They'll put Jesus here. They'll give words to him here. And look, you know, there's, you know, there's creative ways to make a Jesus movie. I'm not saying it's heresy per se, but if you want the true, authentic Christ, you gotta basically stick to his words. So what our movie does instead of basically building Jesus around the movie, we're building our movie around Jesus. And the difference. I think that's amazing. All... That's the best way. It sounds like. Well, oh, man, wow. I mean, mm-hmm. I have testimonies of why his words are so powerful. I remember back in 2004, uh, there was this, uh, friend of mine that, you know, she was, uh, dying of cancer. You know, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't a Christian and, and uh, uh, she wasn't a Christian or anything like that. And I remember we used to go there and visit her every day in the hospital and stuff like that. And of course she started getting into more involved. She wanted to know more about Christ and everything. People will come there and pray for her. So I remember I was sitting there and I was asking, I was like, uh, have you ever received the Holy Spirit? And she was like, she didn't even know what that is. So I remember in the Gospel of John, there's this scene where he's talking about the bread of life, you know, and he's saying all these things about himself. And then a lot of people turned away from him because it was like kind of sense he was talking about cannibalism, in a sense, like eat my flesh, drink my blood. A lot of people walked away from him. And I remember he said, Jesus said, he was like, you know, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Or in other words, they give God's life giving spirit. So all I did was I just basically took that portion of scripture and started reading it to her. And as I'm reading this to her, I remember she grabbed my hand. She was like, Richie, I feel him. Hmm. And it was three, and she, you know, she passed away three days later, man. But that experience stood with me, man, to know that the power of his words is what saves people. So we shouldn't be, we should we shouldn't touch them at all. We shouldn't add to them or we shouldn't take away from them. And this is what this movie is going to do is that people are going to sit down and they're going to experience the four gospels all at once. So yeah,
1: it's amazing. It sounds incredible. Yeah. So the movie title, what are you titling
2: the movies? Oh, well, it's going to be called Yeshua. And, um, you know, part one, we call Yeshua part two, we didn't come up with a name yet. Part three is called Yeshua Messiah. Um, but the movement is just basically our, uh, marketing or you could sense our marketing way of basically, you know, we out here trying to get this funds, and this is the movement out here. You know, we're here for the poor, the orphans. And, you know, when I speak about the orphans too, like this is our answer to like abortion, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're pro-life, but we're also pro-life also out the womb. And instead of, instead of just saying, okay, you know, don't get an abortion. What other solutions do we have for you to keep the baby? You may be a woman that's like, you know, can't afford the, you know, afford the baby or afford to raise a child. So there are organizations out here that specialize in like, you know, bringing in the orphans and all unwanted children. So we basically want to give a lot of money to these organizations as well.
1: Amazing. And so with this with this subscription, what other offers are involved? What other features are included in this? Do they get to keep track of who the money is going to or something like this as well?
2: Oh, good, good question, good question. So initially off the bat, you know, we're just basically offering, you know, the Yeshua movie gets made uh the poor gets fed because one dollar goes straight to the food for the poor and various chari- various charities nah, excuse me various charities receive funds we have you know we had plans to like have membership perks but right now we just want to build our platform first before we could ever offer that now when it comes to accountability now like you say okay these are the two guys you know mm-hmm. well, how can we trust that these two guys are going to do what they say with, with, with the money so you mean okay seven dollars a month is a very low entry fee that seven dollars a month plan is our way we filter the money like so basically it's like someone gave us seven thousand dollars at one time right we'll be doing we're dividing that by seven that becomes to like one thousand subscriptions so one thousand dollars will go straight to food for the poor the rest of the money money will be used for the money i mean will be used for the for the movie mm-hmm. So when we have these kind of big donors like that, right, like, you know, you're going to have, you know, we pray that there'll be some millionaires that will hear us and be like, hey, man, I like what you guys are doing, man. You know, I'm a Christian millionaire. You know, I could give you guys easy $3,000 a month or whatever. Those would be the people that will have, like, inside access to our financials to make sure that we are doing what we're doing with the movie, you know, with, the, with the money and stuff like that. Because, you know, money will change people, and we will very aware of that, covetness and all that stuff. So we definitely want to invite big donors, to be our accountability partners, to make sure that, you know, we're doing what we're saying. But apart from that, for the public now, one of the biggest things that we are, we are very anti-Korneia, because we know that basically, like Paul said, you know, the body the temple of the spirit. So we definitely cannot be out here as men, you know, men of God, like, you know, making a movie about Yeshua, and then still have porn addiction and stuff like that. So we set, so we have it in the operating agreement that if there's any like sexual scandals, and because you know we both married men, if anything comes up in the public setting where we're doing something that's inappropriate, we will be cut off from the show movement. So that's what we're telling the public off the bat, and we know that God will expose us. We know that God, you know, you're the you, you're our biggest accountability partner in this. So we told guy like, if anything you see a strain, you know, cut us off, bring somebody else on that's going to be able to, you know, make this uh, movie progress. But, yes, for the uh, subscribers right now, if you're like a $7 a month subscriber, basically it's like Mm -hmm. you're you're doing this by your faith. You hear us. You love what we're doing. And um, we do plan to bring, like, big accountability partners aboard for us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I want to take the the last few minutes here and allow our audience to get involved. And so you have this teaser, this trailer on YouTube. I saw it. Guys, it's amazing. It truly is amazing. And I'm really excited for the completion of the films as well. And so where can they find more information about this movement?
2: Yeah, so our website, yeshuatm.net, Y-E-S-H-U-A-T-M.net. That's where you go there. You're able to find, you know, how to join, how to be a subscriber. And even if, like, you know, you're not able to financially subscribe as well, we have social media links where we have a Facebook following. We have Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just follow mm-hmm. us on these platforms. Share, you know, share our content. You know, we're basically making weekly content. Uh, every week we're making content weekly just to keep the interest and the movement going on. But, you know, like I said, our main goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers or, you know, I I, I don't say 100,000 people. It could be like one. It could be two people who bought 50,000 subscriptions, you know. But this is something that if you're hearing us speaking, like you may go on like our Facebook and you may see like we have like about 8,000 followers on Facebook. And we launched back in like May and we were getting like 1,000 followers every week. That doesn't mean that we have 8,000 subscribers. You know, a lot of the interest in this project is basically from people around the world, from like, especially the Philippines and Nigeria. And, you know, $7 is a lot to them for, for, uh, for most people out there and stuff like that. So it's something that if you hear us speaking and you know that $7 is nothing, go right ahead and subscribe.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Richie. And if I can have you end our podcast today with a prayer, I would really appreciate it.
2: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Heavenly Father.
1: We
3: come
2: to you today, Lord. We know that the enemy is planning his attack against his next generation. Because he knows that once we die off, the, those that believe in you, as long as he has the minds of this younger generation, he will have the minds of every individual on this planet. So, Father, we pray for that any ministries all around the world, any movement that's rise, that you're rising up, that you'll bring us all together that you will bring us together in unity and in love for yourself and in love for each other, that we will come together and break the bonds that the enemy have on the on minds of the younger generation, the minds of from the bondage of lust and the bondage of, of, of divorce rates that's rising up even in America right now, Lord, where 50% of people are getting divorced, Father. Keep us in the mindset to war for the minds of our children. And that people, when they hear this message today and they basically come together with us in prayer, that your Holy Spirit will just take over and, you know, tell tell our hearts what we must need to do. Tell our hearts what we must need to do for the next revival, for this next generation, Father. I pray that you will break the bonds of any uh, sexual sin that, you know, men and women are under right now, that you basically give them your forgiveness, give them your love, show them your grace. Show them that it's about you, it's not about us, that you have the power to break ab- break apart all the struggles that we have in families, all the struggles that we have against our neighbors, that we will stop thinking of just one mindset of just, you know, a naturalistic mindset, that we will just think about the world body right now, the world church together, whatever denomination we are, whatever you know, differences we have that we will put aside to see you glorified right now, Father, that your son, Jesus Christ, will be put upon everybody's mind, that when they even see these movies, Father, that it's not about just a good idea, that it's about your word being presented to our hearts, Father, to break apart all the struggles, the bondage that we have, the hatred, the, the fear that's in the world right now. And this is the interest that people are losing. You know, atheism is on the rise in certain countries, that we will come against you and that you will bring people, we will come against the enemy and that you will bring us together again, Father. That's what we need right now, Father, unity in the body. And I pray for my brother right now that, you know, what he's doing, that he's this platform he provided for Christian creative artists to come on his platform and to give, what the Holy Spirit has laid upon our hearts. I pray for this brother right now, Father, that any plan of attack you have against him, that you will put your head around him, that he could continue to provide this, these these uh, experiences and this 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 uh, opportunities for us to so just be out here and to really just to show what you know where God what, what you're doing right now on the earth right now. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>